Coming up on today's show, a new analysis says the Big Ten has played the best non-conference football this season. But how much will that help the conference come college football playoff time? I'll explain here on today's episode of Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nate Dickinson here. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Asher Lowe, unfortunately, unable to make it here today. He'll be, of course, back in next week after another big Big matchup for Wisconsin in the weekend. We're going to get to those games later on tomorrow with Isaiah Hole, as well as on Friday with Matt Sheen as we start to preview the weekend. Today, though, we're talking bigger picture. Pat Ford of Sports Illustrated said that the Big Ten, at least through the non-conference, through a, a mathematical analysis he did, not an opinion-based thing, but based off the opponents that people have played and how they've done against them, he says the Big Ten has done the best of any conference in college football in the non-conference, just barely edging out the SEC. But he also mentioned that with the Big Ten, it's more about the depth, not the teams at the top. So what does all that mean? Does it mean anything really right now? And also, what could it mean come college football playoff time when we know this stuff really, really matters? That's coming up today here on the show, and I'll dive into it with you here later on. But first, let's get into the news from today. Well, the Big Ten is the best conference in the nation when it comes to volleyball. We already knew that. But this season, the conference might just beat up on each other more than we've ever seen before. Through just one week, there's no more undefeated teams in Big Ten volleyball. There were a couple of undefeated teams going into this first week of conference play. There is still a team undefeated in the Big Ten Conference, by the way, Purdue, which is one of the one-loss teams out there, still out there, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Purdue, the three teams with only one loss overall. But after a rock'em sock'em first week of conference play, there is a level playing field as at least every team has been knocked down at least one time. It's going to be a good season in volleyball for sure. Again, Wisconsin was the preseason and still conference favorite going into it. We'll see just how much damage this conference can do around the country. And of course, how much damage these teams will do to each other on the records as they get into the conference play. Of course, another thing the Big Ten known for, hockey. And the hockey preseason polls came out over the weekend too. Something I missed. I don't know. How? I don't know if it was actually over the weekend or a few days ago when it exactly came out. But anywho, Minnesota number one in the preseason hockey polls, followed by Michigan, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame. A remarkable showing in those preseason polls by the Gophers. Four of the six first-team All-Big Ten spots go to Minnesota. The other two, Michigan Wolverines. So uh, a good showing again by Michigan and Minnesota. Gophers bringing back a whole lot of really good talent from that Big Ten title team from last season. We'll see what they'll be able to do this time around. But again, that's going to be really exciting to watch. And also some news coming out of Big Ten football from last weekend. The Big Ten Players of the Week on offense and defense. On offense, it was Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford. On defense, I was Jack Campbell earning the honors. 
Once again, we've got a report from Sports Illustrated's Pat Ford that says the Big Ten is performing the best out of any conference in college football so far this season. But what does that mean when it comes down to what really matters? Making that college football playoff and building the best resume come selection day. We'll talk about all that in just a minute as I don't know if this is something that exactly helps the Big Ten, the exact situation it's in. But again, we'll dive deeper in just a second here on the show. Before we get into anything else, though, with the Big Ten and, well, how it looks around the country, Bet Online is back and better than ever, with all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this year, with a new updated site and interface, with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Right now, you can head to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Again, it's a 100% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code locked on go check out their new site get yourself some free money to play with and start making money at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts we'll be back in just a minute to talk about what the big Ten's non-conference performance means for the rest of the season and how the conference will look at the end of the year you're listening into locked on big 10 i'm nate dickinson Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. A reminder, you can follow the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero, not T-E-N. Um, my personal Twitter account is at Nate with Sports. And of course, wherever you're listening right now to the show, be sure to give us a follow, subscribe, rate, review, five stars, say nice things, and of course, any other way you can help. It always really does help us to be able to get those numbers up wherever it is you're listening now. So we know exactly how many of you out there are listening. It, again, it really does help us out if you can just push that little button and give us a little bit of support. All right, let's get to the show here. We've got a report from Pat Ford of Sports Illustrated, and he tried to break down in, in number form, really exactly how each conference did in its non-conference schedule. Now, now, this is something that I know is really subjective for the most part, honestly, but again, this is kind of the point of trying to put something like this together, right? You, you want to be able to take your own thoughts out of it and be able to spit out something new and hopefully objective. But Pat Ford, of course knows that this isn't going to be perfect. And really, it is kind of just up to your opinion on top of like what you think matters. Obviously, he put numbers into it that maybe you don't value as much. But let's look into why he says the Big Ten did the best out of any conference in its non-conference schedule in the Power Five or, of course, Group of Five. But you expect the Power Five to be on top. Big Ten against non-conference opponents this season went 30-9. and nine. That's so far. Again, there's still more games to be played. It's a 76.9% win percentage. The record against Power 5 opponents was above 500, 8 and 6. Percentage of games against the Power 5 was 35.9%. That's something Ford mentioned. He said the Big Ten had a slightly better record against a slightly bigger number of good opponents than what the SEC had. That's how the Big Ten just barely edged out what many consider to be 
the best conference in all of college football. Big Ten also had big wins over, well, one SEC team in Penn State's win over Auburn that was marked as the biggest and best home win of the non-conference schedule. Best road win was Iowa winning at Iowa State. By the way, if you wanted to know the worst wins or worst losses, by the way, were Minnesota to Bowling Green at home just recently and also Northwestern at Duke. So those ones, again, also just happened. Best team at the moment, according to Pat Ford's analysis, is Penn State, just as a, a side note. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Uh, Big Ten also got the job done against FCS opponents, went 7-0. and oh, And again, only played 18% of its games against those FCS opponents, too. So, Big Ten put together a nice non-conference schedule. It performed well against those non-conference teams. Those were things we already knew. But again, the numbers say the Big Ten did slightly better than the SEC. But Ford mentions, and I'll, I'll read directly from what he wrote, just a sentence here. Because you really do want to read the whole thing. Go to Sports Illustrated and check it out if you're not a subscriber. I don't think you have to be a subscriber to read that. And uh, no, no, yeah, I was looking at it before. But anyway, he says in the article, The belief here is that the SEC has better teams at the top, but results on the field give the Big Ten a slim edge in terms of depth. End quote. Want to focus on the end there. Depth. Because... Honestly, when the Big Ten has had years where it's been able to compare itself to the SEC, the SEC has been like the top conference in all of college football for a while now. In the years that any conference has been able to really say, hey, maybe we're as good as the SEC. We can put up the same kind of resume as an SEC team this season. Those years have been based on the depth, right? On the idea that the Big Ten can put up 10-11 teams that are going to be able to fight against just about anybody in the country any week of the year. The SEC may not have that every week. And the Big Ten's middle-of-the-pack teams may be able to beat up on the SEC's middle-of-the-pack teams in years. But the argument has never been that the top of the Big Ten is better than the top of the SEC, is better than Alabama or Georgia or LSU when they're on top or Auburn when they're on top. That's never the argument with the Big Ten or any other conference. This isn't just a Big Ten problem. The point is that while being the best on paper right now is fine, the BCS is gone. The numbers don't decide this anymore. There's a committee that elects which teams get in. And if you're the commissioner of the Big Ten, you don't want to have the depth. You want to have the best teams at the top. Because only one or two is going to have a shot of getting into that college football playoff. And you want the belief to be that your one or two is better than the other guys, one or two. That's the advantage that the SEC has had for more than a decade now, and that isn't going away anytime soon. Alabama and Georgia, no matter what happens the rest of the way, as long as they don't lose more than one game, their record and resume will be better than any other record and resume, or at least up to the level of any other record and resume in college football. Now, like if Iowa goes undefeated or Penn State goes undefeated and wins the Big Ten, obviously they're in over a one-loss Alabama or Georgia team. But you can hear it right now. Everyone's going to be saying, well, yeah, yeah, Alabama may even get in as the number four spot, but we all know who really the most talented team in this college football playoff is, right? That's been the story. And that's not going to change again this year, next year, anything like that. So 
I guess the question is, what's the point of being the best right now if it's not going to matter in the heads of the people who are making this decision when it really, really matters? Because at the end of the year, we talked about how there could be five, six undefeated teams fighting for these four playoff spots. But honestly, it's much more likely that we do have two or three undefeated teams. And then just like every other year, a one-loss team or two fighting for those last one or two spots. Will the Big Ten be able to get its one-loss bid in this year if that happens again? If, honestly, what's always happened continues to happen? I don't know. And I don't really know what the answer is either. Because, honestly, it's not like the Big Ten can just overtake the SEC right away. I, I did do, like, kind of some brainstorming. It was like, okay, how does this happen over time? I think it has to be done, one, in the off-seasons by, like, Teams consistently starting to recruit to the level of Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten, which the Big Ten has been fine at recruiting before, but it's always obvious the SEC dominates there. Or it would have to take time over many, many years, or at least, I guess, at least just a few years of consistent Big Ten winning over the SEC. Biggest problem there is you only get so many opportunities. I mean, honestly, over the last couple of years, the Big Ten has performed just fine against SEC teams in bowl games and non-conference schedules. But when it comes to trying to disprove that theory that, again, Georgia and Alabama isn't better than everybody else, a Big Ten team only gets a chance to beat an Alabama or a Georgia every so often, and quite often, and quite honestly, Big Ten teams aren't better than those teams yet. So there's no reason to think that you should put the Big Ten over the SEC in that regard. I'm just saying this is something that takes a long time to try and overcome. Taking down a a giant as what the SEC, and honestly, Alabama has become. But, I I mean, right now, again, all you can do is what the Big Ten's done. Be the best team, again, according to Pat Ford and Sports Illustrated and his numbers, in all of college football. Be the best conference in the non-conference of all of college football. And you just kind of work your way up from there. And slowly over time, if you start to beat them more consistently and out-recruit them more consistently and the winning will lead to the recruiting and vice versa, you'll be able to survive and change that narrative. But again, it's been dug in for more than a decade now that the SEC is number one that Alabama and whoever else in that conference is competing with them that year is number one priority when it comes to winning championships. That doesn't change overnight. We'll talk a little bit more about what to expect here going into the next week and first week really of the conference schedule of the Big Ten here as we wrap up the program today. First though, I got to tell you again about Built Bar. They've got a new flavor out for you to try. Cookie Dough Chunk. Now, I don't know what you're really into, but if you're into the other kind of flavors like it that you've had from Built Bar, I can't imagine that that one isn't one you're going to want to try. Again, they have all sorts of different products from the protein bars with the great flavors and 100% chocolate to the powders and the drinks, the little portable gels. BuiltBar.com has it all. So head on over to BuiltBar.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. And be sure to make sure that you can get through your workout, just your workday, anything, with the energy that you'll get 
over at Built Bar. Again, all the nutrients you need, none of the junk that you don't. Less than 200 calories in all these bars, less than 5 net grams of sugar and carbs, and 15 grams at least of protein. It's all that stuff over at BuiltBar.com. And again, our promo code for 15% off is LOCKED15. I'll be back with more here to wrap things up on Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On. Wrapping things up with you here on Locked On Big Ten. A reminder, follow the show at Locked On Big Ten on Twitter. That's one zero, not T-E-N. And be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review, five stars, whatever it is that you can do wherever you're listening. All the support, of course, really does help us out over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have Isaiah Hole in to answer our question, what are the biggest questions we didn't get answered around the Big Ten in the non-conference schedule? We already went over today that conference played plenty well, but there's still plenty of things we don't know about the Big Ten's best, okay, and worst teams even, too, going into conference play. So we'll ask Isaiah about that here tomorrow. But first, I wanted to just give you like my thoughts on the conference schedule going into the weekend, because usually in the last couple of days, I talked to the other guys on the show and asked them their opinions. I don't usually really get time to just talk, me and you. So let's get into this schedule, and I'll kind of break down just my thoughts, starting with a really, really good, I hope, first game to start things off Friday night between Iowa and Maryland. This one's going to be on FS1. Iowa's only a three-point favorite Friday night. And that's something I think that's really a testament to just how good this game could be and how good Maryland has played to start the season on offense especially. We've talked plenty about how Tali Tungivaloa has been and could be the best quarterback in the Big Ten so far. And if he keeps it up, of course, could be the best all year in this conference. That would start with, of course, a win over Iowa at home this weekend. It's in College Park. It's going to be an insane environment to start the weekend in college football. Again, it's a Friday night game. It's the one everyone's going to be watching. There is no other football competition out there really in college football. There's one other team in the top 25 playing. I I forget who it is. I believe it's, yeah, BYU playing at Utah State. They're eight and a half point favorites. So fair to say people are going to be watching this game. And it's going to be an opportunity to kind of kick off this season for Maryland and show that this team's for real. Like Michigan State did against Miami, this Maryland team now has a chance as a team that I believe was just, uh, it was two or three spots out of the top 25 last week. It could skyrocket into those rankings if it were to knock off, of course, one of the best teams in the country so far in Iowa. Again, it's only a three-point spread. This is not a game that the bookies are thinking is going to be very far apart at all. And uh, again, you could put three more points onto it, even if you want with the home field advantage. I still think that that's saying something, that this unranked Maryland team is showing up as less than a score underdogs against a really, really good Iowa squad. It's going to be a really good start to the weekend. Minnesota plays at Purdue. Chance for the Gophers to, of course, bounce back after losing to Bowling Green. And for Purdue to really continue to show that it it can be a good Big Ten team this year. Uh, I mentioned in this week already, I forget, I think it was with Kevin McGuire on Tuesday maybe, that I I don't see Purdue doing a whole lot as far as like top of the Big Ten standings. But there's plenty of chances for this team to put together a good season and win a lot of games. 
Minnesota is one of those opportunities here this week. Michigan plays at Wisconsin in one of the biggest games of the weekend. It'll be the Fox noon kickoff game, 11 a.m. Central time for our, again, west side of the Big Ten listeners. Wisconsin hosting this matchup with two losses and, of course, a bounce-back chance for Graham Mertz after a really tough performance. Meanwhile, Michigan's up to number 14 in the rankings and looking to continue to show that it's for real, for real. Because, again, Wolverines have been really good. Wolverines also haven't really, really played all that tough of a competition, at least compared to some of the other top talent in this Big Ten, especially this season. A couple of non-conference games, Illinois hosts Charlotte, Michigan State hosts Western Kentucky. Neither, neither of those games should be super close. Ohio State's the same deal on the road at Rutgers, a 15-point favorite. Penn State at home against Indiana is a big revenge game for the Nittany Lions, but it's not looking like a game anyone's thinking is going to be close. 12.5-point favorites are the Nittany Lions. And to wrap things up, Nebraska is a 12-point favorite at home against Northwestern. I mean, in my opinion, just really showing how poorly people think of Northwestern and the Wildcats this year. Teams really, again, as I've talked about already, kind of falling apart. But someone's going to get their first Big Ten win in that game. A chance to build some momentum on the Big Ten network in a nightcap at 6.30 on Saturday. So if you're just craving more football at the end of the day, that's a nice little one to end things and try and see, all right, who's who's really, really bad? And who's just going to be only kind of bad or uh, again, I still think Nebraska might be able to have some juice in it if it can try to put the pieces together. It, it could surprise a team down the road. That's just, again, my look at some of these games. We've got plenty more to talk about them, so I won't get too deep into the actual matchups and things within them. That's something we can talk to Isaiah Hole about tomorrow, to Matt Sheehan about on Friday, as we get into the weekend of Big Ten football. You've been listening in here to Locked on Big Ten. And while we've got everything you need to know as far as the info and, well, we kind of give you all of it too. But if you need to bet on the Big Ten, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. Just listen in to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts.